during my life in the studio with someone of an indeterminate name that is yet to come. Um, you like football. We're at a football studio. We're at a football stadium. We're at a stadium or studio? We are at a football stadium in Birmingham. Oh, big old B-town. My old stomping ground. <laughs> and you are? This B-town. <laughs> Science. And there's not a science. It's, it's an art. It's an art. 
the awful. language of love. It is the language of love. When I go home to my kids. <laughs> what are your kids called? And I, my kids. Yeah, what are they called? C-Town, D-Town and G-Town. <laughs> Obviously. Okay, um, so you're B-Town because you live in Birmingham. Yeah. Where are they from? <laughs> I can say the first thing that went above the key Population you. That's what I came out of. So she was my first. So I thought, I've got a name by the passage end of this world. Straight from Cardiff. So that's where she thought. Um, G Town obviously is a homage to what made her on the other side of the bridge. Which is so Dick Town. Dick Town, you know, over the bridge. G Town, actually, I've got really big familial ties to the Virgin Mary. So I didn't actually have to have sex with that one. So that's called God Town. G Town. Straight from G Town. Which I've heard is deserted uh, since um, Thatcher. Yeah, to be fair, she really changed the world. G Town. (laughs) (laughs) Thatcher caused us to lose our faith. Yeah, that she did. Like, you know, sometimes there are events so big you've got to turn your back on God. Well, the birth of Margaret Thatcher, that was it for me. Living in Birmingham, I really faced the the negatives of (laughs) deindustrialisation. And so. Yeah, this is as you Thatcher podcast. If you're Thatcher, fuck fuck off. off. Um, Yeah, I really. Really wish it was quiet in the studio. I think it's the ghost of Margaret Thatcher. Oh my god. because there was an exceptional moment where Birmingham City saw an absolute screamer from the halfway line. Right, top bins, crowd went wild. We got very caught up with Maggie Thatcher's ghost, but we're back now for more football criticism. We are, because I'm still not convinced. So my second thing is, what if there was perhaps a Shakespearean mix-up during a football game? You know, lovers who get mistaken identities, perhaps a bit of a family feud. That might spice things up a bit. Interesting. So, in my personal opinion, football is a little less... Right, I'm playing on many a stereotype here, but you've talked to rugby boys. I love rugby, I'm not... you talk to rugby boys and you think, hmm, for someone so homophobic, you don't seem very straight. Now, in football, I think you don't so much get the straight, the not very straight, you just get the homophobia. So I think it's going to be a little while before we progress to kind of an, an enemies-to-lovers troop between the players. Between the players. But the managerial staff, whole different thing. A whole different thing. You know the tension when they shake hands at the beginning. 
That's not competitive tension. It's sexual tension. I think it would be funny if they were like, wherefore art thou penalty? <laughs> That's personally what I go for. A Shakespearean mix-up could do. I, I would recommend it to my you friends who are high up yeah. in the footballing world. The footballing world. Well, that is, that is excellent. And I'm apparently looking in the wrong places. If a Shakespearean mix-up is occurring mm. between the managerial... Exactly. You're looking in all the wrong places. They did also... Between the coaching stuff, they do a lot of hugging, a lot of kissing when they score. It's just the ball in the net, you know. Does it need a snog? I guess mm. we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. But maybe we will if Shakespeare writes about it. Okay. I have this theory that Shakespeare's coming back. Yeah? Yeah. Bringing him back. The uh, Shakespeare as in the actual guy or like as in a cultural thing? Well, I kind of believe the conspiracy that Shakespeare was a group of people writing under one pen name. Well, I didn't think there was a bloke called William Shakespeare, obviously, but I think that he was supported by a large team of writers. And I think there could be a resurgence of a mysterious William Shakespeare. Like, in a hundred years, I don't think it's unnecessary to think there would be a ba- another Banksy. People who'd write and draw in the same style, I think there could be a Shakespeare resurgence. You know, I think with my large um, audience, you might have inspired some tiny baby minds that uh, have decided to click on this podcast mm. because I told them to. Um, yeah. Maybe. I think they could, they could do something. They could. This is the moment. This is the moment. Take take the moment. Okay, keep, hit me again. So we do have a Shakespeare mix-up. Next season, watch out. The Prem's going to get spicy. Spicy. Maybe a bit of um, to be or not to be. Oh, that is the question. <laughs> Next thing I've got is um, family issues. I'm thinking spikes are lovely. Oh, that would issues. be quite attractive. See... Ballet shoes are always a yes, but they've got to come with tights. Oh, of course. I think tights and ballet tight. shoes would actually really spice up the game. Because if you're wearing a long sock, right, how far is that from a full-on tight? It's about three inches, inches of thigh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think nice. tights and ballet shoes would really change the game. But then the satin getting dirty would break my heart. Absolutely break my heart. Because actually, despite my tough, tough guy exterior, we've been B-Town. I'm a sucker for the arts. You know what? Um, Your daughter, G-Town. She loves it. She, oh, you should see my little baby in the nutcracker. <laughs> Over Christmas, it was something else. Something else. The way she glides across that stage. Like a... Stage of ice. A stage of ice. Because it's nutcracker on ice. It's nutcracker on ice. She's, that, she's a gorgeous, she's a gorgeous groover. Um, she's four She months. is four months old. Um, but Prodigy. Prodigy, there's nothing that can stop her on that ice. It's like a... Penguin in Antarctica. <laughs> the way she slides. She does that. It's, it's a charge slide. Skates. She's she did belly belly on. It is majestic. It's majestic. It's not unconventional. It is, and I think I'm all for encouraging. You know, a bit of something. Who said that the actual Nutcracker himself had to be on his toes? <laughs> I don't think anyone said that. A sugar plum fairy slide is something to be held. Yeah, and a nut. Big thumbs up. Fuck. <laughs> should always be on his nuts. Agreed. Nuts. I actually hate nuts. This podcast contains nuts. I like almond flavouring. That's it. Like, I'll scrap a Bakewell tart in seconds. That's my favourite um, pitch-side snack. It is a bee. A bee food. It is a bee food. food. for a bee guy. I hate my big confession. Only bee foods. Burgers, but veggie ones, because we save the planet. Bakewells and bitches. Bitches. That's all I eat. Um, the next thing I've got is two balls. Oh. I have heard the old 
prostate cancer. Uh, two balls are better than one. Always, but the problem is, I actually had prostate cancer a few years <laughs> really ago. Sorry. Yeah, so I, I lost a ball. So this, the fact that there's only one ball in football, which is my one true love left, um, means a lot to me. So I'm a one ball supremacist, you know. Two balls, it would add a bit of jazz, a bit of spice, but I like to represent the one ball brothers out there. And I didn't think this would I'm, get so I'm sorry, but I can't help but extol the virtuous sounds. And one ball. My missus loves it. One ball through and through. That's such a shout out to Mrs. B-Town. <laughs> she doesn't like, she keeps her name out of the press, you know. She's it's... no wag. That's a wag. A wag. So wags actually stand for wives and girlfriends. Like, it's like a footballer's wife. So she, you know, they're glam, they're chasing like that lifestyle. Yeah, like Bex. Um, and like um, the Roonies and stuff like that. It's like a woman who is married to a footballer who lives the lifestyle of when you get paid 300k a week. Do you have any thoughts on that? But a comrade B-town definitely does. <laughs> um, I understand where it's derived from. Um, I'm actually a, a fervent economist in my spare time. Um, so I completely understand how wages have become that way for footballers. But I do think there is just an element of it being completely unnecessary. Um, and I understand why it'd be hard to pay a nurse that much. Like, I do get it. I'm not an idiot. But I think in terms of, like, income distribution, it's too much. But it is interesting because loads of footballers get married early. Like, really early. Like they're all at 20 and they're all married with kids because that's what their agents advise. Because they're so rich at so young age, they think the money will corrupt them. So they're really encouraged to get married and have kids and settle down so they don't destroy their public image. But I like Wasting their money on cocaine and prostitutes. Well, that's mm. really interesting. Like, you look at so many footballers, sorry, we've kind of gone off piece to it, but no, you look at so many footballers who are like 22 and they've all got kids. Like, I'm a Wolves supporter in my spare time when I'm not supporting Birmingham City. I play Birmingham, uh, it has no qualms with that. Yeah, no, they love me in B Town and in W Town. Yeah, they, they're literally like, they're basically all under 25 and they're pretty much all married and they've all got a couple of kids. It is interesting. It's an interesting that way of keeping your um keeping money in check and that's why i think that's the power of women you know wow. they, they're great in moderation Brilliant. so put bitches on the field Wait, um, i'm sorry can i just get that from from you again beat out did you just say women are great in moderation <laughs> no 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 women are great for moderation oh. as in that men are a bit much but a good I woman mean... she, she makes them decent not that she should have to. She shouldn't have to, but I also really need a piss. So I can't actually be um, held accountable for anything <laughs> I'm saying because the ammonia is running through my veins. You go for a piss. You, you piss can talk. You have a mid-match review. Uh, I don't know what that is. As in, discuss my comments. I'm really sad. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know how to tell you this, guys, but I think, I think this might be the end, you know? I, I mean, I started this possibly as a, as a moth in my Possibly as a form of escapism, possibly to try and prove to myself that I was good enough, as we all feel the need to do, but it might be breaking point, lads. I mean, I've lost my friends, lost my family, lost my sanity, just lost my guess. It's only episode two. I just had my first celebrity mishap 
Somebody thought I was someone else. No. Yeah, I thought, how dare you respect B-Town? Disrespect. The disrespect that you've come on this podcast and you've given us so much of your personal life. I know. And I, I can't I can't even imagine how that would happen. It would hurt. It really does hurt. Come on, give me a few more questions, boss. All right. I'm here def- right. to defend enough of my life. Speaking of uh, sadness. Yep. Um, I think perhaps another method of improving football would be crying. Okay. Union, I think it's okay to cry. Yeah, to be fair, there's more crying than you think. I don't do want to get too complex and reference a specific thing, because then we'll just start going on about my second team, Wolves. Um, but very sweet, I'll give you a very brief recap. I think footballers, it means a lot to them, you know. My uh, my one of my favourite players, he was his defender, nominated, called up for England for the first time in his career, scored, very rare for a defender cried in his man of the match interview because he was so elated with his help. you know I think that men in general need to cry more and I think you're right I think a little bit of letting out the passion letting the fans see the passion would do us a lot of good and also everyone deserves to cry you know does and I think crying when you're hurt should be more accepted that's pretty wired yeah. I think cry when you're hurt and I respect it to the end of my days yeah and they do get hurt they do sometimes they don't Sometimes they're pussies. Do the weird thing where they're like, oh, oh, but it's like delayed. They're like, they're like C-Town, they're cunts. But, C-Town, C-town she's my least favourite child. Um, we, I have heard uh, it's like a, um, the third, third one's the charm. Oh yeah. They have two kind of shitty ones and then you yeah. get an ice skating prodigy. C and D were a bit rough, you know. They're missing a few cults. brain cells up there in their cults little the squidgy heads. Still squidgy? I meant in the brains. Okay. You could like suck them like a s- smoothie. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> I'm not even the most tempting. It's always tempting. Do you think if you sucked up someone's brain to a straw, you'd absorb their knowledge? Like if you were to. <laughs> in my head. I'd like through the nose is better for the Egyptians. Do you think? Do you think you'd like get my footballing knowledge? I think you get nutrients, is all I can say to you, mm. because knowledge hasn't. It's not that yet you know i think you'd have to i'm just thinking of if i want you to to feel the thrill of the game do you need to suck my brain out is that where we are i'd do anything for kicking a ball about just for one on a field <laughs> and i think you suck my brain is a very worthy sacrifice to spread the love the love of it live on air live on air in technicolour of football strips and now it's just black and white there's no there's no joy in anything is there I may as well go kill C-Town in D-Town oh. <laughs> I'm not G-Town she's going to be profitable but the other team what's, what's, what's the meaning of life Ellen without football you know what now that I felt your brain nutrients I do understand this intense sadness but you know what there are other things other than football go on give it to me 
My final way that I think we could improve football. You're going to have to ask yourself because what's football? I don't even know <laughs> anymore. It's breaking the fourth wall. Is it? Are you out there? I didn't realise this was going to be so sad. Well, unfortunately, sometimes how cookie crumbles when someone sucks out your f- brain. I didn't know it was finished. But you can put it back in. <gasps> <laughs> I live, I breathe, I love it. I'm not going to kill my children. I'm going to kick a ball into top bins from the half line. <laughs> oh, all I know is the offside rule. Oh, oh God. Oh, I can see it now. 1966, England bring home the World Cup. I can see it. I can see it. It's there. It's, it's tangent. Tangent? Tangent. No? Tangent. Tan- no, that's the circle line. <laughs> tangible. Tangible. It's tangible. Yeah, I feel like I could grab it, bring it close to my heart and give it a big old sweaty bee ham hug. Um, and your children. And my children. Which you now love. I do. I've always loved them. They're just a bit dumb. That's okay because they're going, they're going to inherit the love of the game. They're going to inherit a betting scamming empire, and I think that's all I need in life. And you know what? I, I don't think I could have lived with that knowledge. It was too much. It's like being enlightened. Yeah. It's it like the Maggie Thatcher. Third, third, third eye. And all I saw were 